are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Now, the, the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. I want you to say that with me from glory to glory, from glory to glory. Amen. From glory to glory. And I'm going to skip back, if you will, uh, with me uh, several thousand pages, probably in your Bible, to the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus, chapter number 34, and then we can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. For the reading of the word of the Lord. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 29. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand. When he came down from the mount that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone. And they were afraid to come nigh him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him. And Moses talked with them. And verse 32 says this, And afterward all the children of Israel came nigh, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. Until Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which he was commanded. And verse 35 says this, And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. Amen. I want to preach this moment, this morning from this subject, glory to glory, from glory to glory. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, that the glory of the Lord is in this place today, God. And we want to know some more glory here today before we leave. I pray this morning, God, that you would anoint my lips of clay, God, that I would speak as the oracles of God. I pray you would anoint every heart and every mind here this morning to be receptive to your word, God. And I pray, Lord, that the windows of heaven, Lord, Lord, that are directly over this house would be open, God. And you would shine forth, God, your glory some more in this place, God. And let us be changed. Let us be changed, God, by that glory in this place today. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. Amen. Glory, as defined by Webster. Amen. The one that we go to for all of our definitions. Amen. Uh, uh, Glory, as defined by Webster. One of the definitions of the word glory. Amen. I don't know if you've ever stopped to ponder what does that word glory mean. Sometimes we use that word in different lights and different connotations. And uh, something good happens in our lives and we say, oh, glory. Amen. Anybody ever done that? Amen. Amen. Something good happens and you you shout out, oh, glory. And then sometimes we talk about, well, you know, when, 
If we if we just if we live for God and we do what's right and we please God and we we follow everything that is found in the Word of God, one day if we're faithful, we'll make it to glory. And that's a different way in which we use the word glory. Amen. And other times uh, we can talk about uh, perhaps a particular athlete that uh, competes uh, in a race or in a game uh, of ec- to be excellent, and then the one that wins the race or that wins the fight or that wins the game, uh, the hero or the winner of that race uh, runs around one final lap, if you will, on that course for the glory that is in that moment. There's some glory right there in that moment, and they soak up all the glory, and they take it for themselves. A lot of them, if you're not, if you watch them, they're not going like this. They're sometimes they're pointing like this. Yeah, give me some glory. Let me hear you clap your hands, and let me let me see you stand to your feet. Uh, and there's different ways that we uh, we can use the word glory uh, in the reference for glory as magnificence. We could go to the scripture that talks about the King Solomon. The Bible says Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like these or like the lilies of the field. Those are the words of Jesus. Solomon in all of his glory and all of his magnificence was not arrayed like the lilies of the field. Uh, also, we, we use the term glory to uh, signify the verb rejoice. Uh, this, the, I think it's the Apostle Paul that talks about, I will much rather glory in my infirmities that the power is of God and not of me. Is something of that, uh, of that reference. Uh, and it talks about, it's as a verb, I will glory in my infirmities. I will glory in my trials. I will glory in the things that I, I am currently dealing with in my life. And it's an active verb. Uh, but the the way in which I want to talk about glory for a few moments here on this morning is glory as the brightness and as the luster and as the splendor. Uh, it's the absolute, the absolutely perfect inward or personal excellency of Christ as apparent in your exterior brightness. Amen. There is an element that you can experience in your walk with God. Amen. That is what is known as the glory of God. And people can see the glory of God revealed uh, in a Brother Josh Hoyle's life. They, they can view Terrence at school and they can see, well, there's, there's something glorious about his life. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something radiant that comes out of his life. Every time I, I see Brother Terrence, I feel encouraged. I feel inspired. And there's glory that is there and it's apparent in the exterior of a man or a woman. And that is what takes place as we draw closer to God. And this is something that we read about in the book of Exodus as it refers to the life of Moses. How that Moses, the Bible says, was on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. He was seeking the face of God. He was in the presence of God. And he did not realize it, but as Moses was in God's presence, Moses countenance was literally being changed and and suddenly amen Moses did not have a, a brown skin or a black skin or a white skin or yellow skin Moses amen had the glorious illumination about his skin and people did not recognize amen they did not categorize him for uh, what race or nationality but they saw that he looks like he's been in God's presence He's got some glory that is emanating from his life. There's some illumination that is visibly there in the Moses life. And I will tell you today that as you and I would draw closer to God, as you and I would get into God's presence and we would 
seek His face. As we would say, God, I want some more of you. God, I had a good touch of God on Sunday morning in an altar of repentance. But God, it's Sunday afternoon. And somehow, somewhere in me, God, there's something that says, I, I want some more of you. I want some more glory. I want that splendor. I want that brightness. I want that luster in my life. luster, it's that splendor, it's that richness of life. Amen. You do not have to live an ordinary life. You do not have to live an ordinary life just like anybody else. Amen. But God wants there to be in your life some glory, some splendor, some excellence, some radiance. Amen. That the world would look at Nathan Hall and they would see the glory of God and they would say, what is it that you've got, Brother Nathan? What is it that's coming from your life? You may say, I don't know exactly what it is. I can't necessarily pinpoint it. But all I can tell you is what I've been doing. Amen. That's made the difference. You see, I've been talking with Jesus. I've been getting in his presence. Moses, what have you been doing? Moses, I can't look at you. Moses, there's light coming from your face. Moses, I know it's not oily skin, but it's the light of the glory of God. Hallelujah, I want to go from glory to glory. That's why we come, amen, to church, amen, several times a week, it seems. And to some, it may seem like that's a little bit excessive. That's a little bit much. But you see, I'm on this I'm on this path in my life. And I'm going from glory to glory. I'm not saying uh, I'm going to go back to that old time, amen, that old experience in God. But I'm going to take that as a launching pad. And I'm going to say, God, I want some more. God, move me forward. God, move me forward. God, I want some more. I'm not satisfied with just average church. I'm not satisfied with just going through the motions. God, I want some more glory. Is there anybody in this place today that's hungry, that's thirsty, that just like Moses said, show me that glory. Show me that glory. Show me some more glory, Lord.
in my life. I want it moving in my life. That is why that particular scripture, amen, those, these scriptures that are in the Word of God are not put there haphazardly. They're not put there by random, amen, by random choice, by random act. Amen. The, the, the book of the Bible, the Holy Bible, is not some book of evolution that just things sort of pop here and pop there and pop there. Amen. But it has been strategically placed by God. Every scripture, amen, the order of the book, the order of the scriptures. That's why verse 17 says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And then immediately the next verse, but we are with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Watch this. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. You cannot get glory in your life except the Spirit of the Lord is resident on the inside. I want to tell you, friend, today, if you want some glory in your life, you begin to stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost. You begin to say, God, I want you to fill me up. God, I want you to fill my soul. I want the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about glory today. I'm talking about brightness. The brightness of God. The reflection of God in the person's life. Amen. I'm talking about the luster, the splendor, the richness of life that God has for ordinary man. Amen. It's not the will of God that He leads you or He found you today. It's not the will of God that you stay in the same state of mind. Amen. The same revelation. But that God move you further. And God move you further. God move me forward in you. Hallelujah. 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 I want to go from glory to glory. First, the Spirit of God must get to move it in your life. And secondly, the thing I want to call attention to is in the verse 18. But we all with open face beholding that last, those last three letters of that word indicate an active verb, an ongoing verb. It is beholding. It is say, if, if this is your English, beholded it. It didn't say beholded. It didn't say any type of thing like that. It said beholding. Sister Gina, it's active. It's got to be ongoing. It's got to be God. I'm beholding your face. I'm beholding the glory of the Lord. I'm beholding some things. Amen. What are you looking at today? 
What has your attention? What has your, your eyes been set upon? What are you looking at today? Amen. Are your eyes in the direction of the world? Amen. 90% of the day and then 10% of the day. Amen. You're looking at God. Amen. It's beholding His face. Amen. It's beholding. Amen. With open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Amen. My eyes, my vision, the direction that I'm going has to be set upon the Lord. I've got to make sure that I'm going one particular direction. And that's closer to Him. Closer to Him. Closer to Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've talked about this before, but there is something to be said about it. Amen. Several years ago, as we finished high school, we began to get a little bit adventurous. Uh, I think it was Brother Josh introduced us to the sport of snowboarding. And we thought we were the best snowboarders that this world had ever seen. We tried all kinds of tricks and stunts and uh, got concussions and we got some uh, bruises, I'm sure. And some scars, and uh, got the wind knocked out of us a few times. But the one thing I learned in snowboarding, Amen. Number one, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't tried it, you should give it a give it a shot, Amen. But the one thing I learned is if you want to turn, it a lot of times it's hard to kind of when you're snowboarding to coordinate uh, the direction you're going. You're, you're you're wanting to turn your your legs like this, and and meanwhile you're you're still looking this direction. You're trying to go like that, and doesn't really work too well. You're just you're going to fall flat in your face, and that's what I did a few times. But the the way to turn your body in snowboarding, and I heard this is to be this is also to be said of riding motorcycles. The way to turn is to first turn your eyes, first turn your eyes, and then your body follows suit. And I remember, wow, I wish somebody told me that after I, you know, when I first learned, not like you know several months into it and I had to learn the hard way. Uh, but I remember. Hearing that advice, and I thought, wow, that's really cool to try this. I looked, all of a sudden my body went with it, and I began to turn and go the right direction, uh, and I got a little bit better at snowboarding. And I began to you know, be a little bit more agile on the, on the slopes and have more of an enjoyable time. Uh, but it is the direction of your eyes that turns your body. Where your body goes is uh, predicated upon where you're looking. Amen. If you're always looking, amen, to the Lord... You're always keeping your eyes upon the Lord. You're always saying, God, what are you doing in this season of my life? God, what, what are you wanting me to do? Where do you want me to go? And you're, you're praying. You're seeking God. You're, you're reading your Bible. You're getting in the Word. And your eyes are upon the Lord. Suddenly you find your body and your life and your family and your finances and everything going in that right direction. And this is easy. All I have to do is put my eyes upon the Lord. But meanwhile, others are struggling because their, their, their body is saying, well, I'm, I'm going to church, but I, I'm looking this way. And they're, they're fighting themselves. They're struggling because it uh, seems like six days out of the week, amen, they're, they're doing this and they're doing that. Uh, things are not pleasing to God. And they hardly crack open their Bible or they hardly bend the knee to pray. And they're saying, I want to live for God. But their body's saying something else. And, they're, and it's a struggle. It's a fight. And they're not getting nowhere. It's an effort in futility. Uh, they're not getting nowhere. But if you put your eyes upon the Lord and if it is an active part of your life, if it is uh, presently and currently and ongoing, I am beholding his face. I'm beholding the glory of the Lord. I'm putting my eyes upon him. It is when you put your eyes upon the Lord and you say, I'm going to put aside these magazines. I'm going to put aside these TV shows. I'm going to put aside these worldly communications and relationships. And I'm saying, God, what 
you have for my life. It must be an active, ongoing part of your life if you're to experience the fullness of His glory. Amen. That, that phrase, from glory to glory, Amen. tells us that it's from one degree of glory to another. It's from one degree of glory to another. And anytime you're going in the direction of Jesus Christ, your life is on an upward path. You're going on an upward path. It's from one degree of glory to another. That's why when you start out living for God, it seems like things are rough. And things are all messed up and, and chaotic. But suddenly as you find yourself making your way closer to God and, and you're beholding space and saying, God, I want more glory. You find yourself taking a step higher and another step higher and another step higher. And you look back and say, wow, I was once lost in sin, messed up, no hope. Look what God's done for my life. Look what God's done. The more we behold this brilliant and glorious light, the more do we reflect back its rays. As you get closer to God, you cannot help but reflect His glory to your world. Sometimes we say, well, it's so hard to win a soul. It's so hard to talk to people about the Lord. They don't even know I'm a Christian. Get closer to God. Get more in His presence. People will look at you and say, wow. Oh man, there's, there's something different about that lady or that man. They're reflecting more. And the more we contemplate the great truths of, this, uh, of Christianity, of this Christian religion, the more do our minds become imbued, imbued with, its, with its spirit. That is said in contradistinction probably to Moses that we're talking about from the opening of this, of this message. This, what we're talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 is in contradistinction to the story of Moses. For in the story of Moses, amen, as he got in God's presence, he became illuminated. His, his skin shined. Uh, he was so bright and he had to put a veil upon him. But with time, Moses did not have to wear that veil anymore. With time, Moses did not. He could he'd take off that veil. Hey, Moses. People would say, well, he's just like us. Why? Who gives him the right? But in contradistinction, 2 Corinthians to the book of Exodus, the believer goes from glory to glory. To glory, to glory, to glory. We go higher. We go further. God doesn't leave us in the condition that he finds us in. He says, I've got more for you. We think, wow, God, you've been so good. Brother Terrence says, God, you've been so good. That's not all, Brother Terrence. There's more. Wow, really, God? Yeah, there's more. And then 10 years later, man, God, you've been so good. We're thinking, wow, God's been so good to me. There's more. Really? Yeah, there's more glory. You can get closer to God. God can use you some more. Five years down the road, you look back, you've got a family of five. It's 10. I don't know how many kids you want. You look back and say, wow, God's been good. And God says, I've got more in store for your life. Think, wow, this doesn't stop. It gets, what, better and better. The old songwriter said it gets, what, sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. It gets sweeter and sweeter. It gets better and better. Why? Because if you allow it to, you get closer and closer, higher and higher in God. You think, God, this is so wonderful. This is so beautiful. 
And the believer has that opportunity to go from glory to glory. Deeper and brighter constantly. Closer to God. There's more that God has for you. That's why the writer of Psalms 84 and verse number 7 says they go from strength to strength. They go from one degree of strength to another or one degree of holiness to another until they come to the full vision of God himself in heaven. It keeps getting better and better and better and better. And there's more and there's more and there's more that God has until finally one day, amen, you meet him as the scripture says, face to face. Amen. It's face to face. And suddenly, amen, we reign in the heavens. We reign with Jesus Christ. We reign as kings in heaven. But it's more and more and more and more. Amen. I want to ask you today, have you become satisfied? Have you become content with where you are in God? Or could there be a little bit inside of you that says, I want some more of God. I want to go from glory to glory. I'm tired of where I am. I've got to move forward. I've got to move onward. I've got to get some more of Jesus. I've got to get some more of Jesus in my life. Hallelujah. We may gaze on the unveiled face of God in Christ. And the more we look, the more we resemble. Amen. I want to tell you, the more you look at Jesus in His Word, amen, in your knees in prayer, the more you begin to resemble Him. And people say they look like they've been with Jesus. They look like they've been in God's presence. They look like they're one of Him. They look like one of them. They look like the man that walked in the water. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we love you today. Come on, let's take a few moments and let's talk to the Lord in this house. God, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I pray today, God, that you would help me to communicate your word with effectiveness, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 we may gaze on the unveiled face of God in Christ, and the more we look at Him, the more we begin to resemble Him. The more we endeavor, amen, to reflect Him in doing what He desires, the more certainly and inevitably we become like Him. Amen. We become what He envisioned us to be. And all it is is just simply respond to the preached word of God on the Sunday morning. And the preacher comes before you and says, there's more glory than God has for your life. There's more glory than God has for your life. And suddenly you begin to experience, amen, transformation in your life because you get it on the inside and you begin to look on his face. You begin to look on him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we love you more. We love you more. We love you more. Hallelujah. The illusion, not illusion, but the illusion plainly is to Moses whose face beholding without a veil 
the glory of Jehovah shone with such brightness that the people were afraid to come near him. And he had to veil himself when he spoke to them because he mirrored the glory. He mirrored the glory. He mirrored the glory which he beheld. Oh, Brother Terrence, you don't respond the way you used to respond. You would get angry before. Well, I've been looking on Jesus. I've been picking up some attributes, some characteristics. I got a little bit of long suffering now. I got a little bit of patience now. Hallelujah. Got a little bit of love and kindness now. People begin to see that you become more like Him as you're looking. His way. Hallelujah. He mirrored the glory which he beheld. And furthermore, he was transformed. Moses was transformed into it. But that was a purely visible and transitory glory. Whereas we who believe, beholding with unveiled face the glory of Christ, mirror forth that glory. We are transformed into his image. But it's not all at once. You don't get into God's presence for one hour or two hours on Sunday morning. And people say, wow, you're God. No, I'm not God. I'm, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of problems. I got a lot of issues. I'm working through them. God's helping me. But I, I, they're there. He's working out my rough edges. He's going over my life. Sometimes it feels like sandpaper and it hurts and it's discomfort. He's working on me though. It's not all at once. But that glory is revealed stage by stage in your life. Or as the scripture says, it's glory to glory. It's I'm moving forward. Yes, I'm blessed where I'm at. Yes, I'm thankful to be where I'm at. But I'm not staying here. I'm going forward. I'm saying, God, yeah, you've been so good, so faithful, so true. But God, I just have this funny feeling in my soul that there's more you've got in store for me. I, I don't know where it's going to come from or how it's going to come about, God, but I, I just believe that there's more you've got for my life. There's more glory. And it's not, uh, it's, it's the, assim- the, the assimilation is a progressive one until the transformation is complete like we talked about a few moments ago. It's a progressive walk with God. It's getting closer and closer, higher and higher. Uh, I'm, I'm loving Him more and more. I, I'm going further and further. You know, you, you know what the telltale sign of a, of, a, of a dead, dried up Christian is? Well, you may, hear the, you may hear them say something like, I love him the same today that I did when I first started. Hmm. Wow. Sounds good on the surface. But if that's the truth, you haven't been moving, sister. You haven't been moving, brother. You still love him the same? Tell you what, as you go from glory to glory, you're going to say things like, I love him more today than I did when I first came to God. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. 
Maybe I was a bit naive, but man, this is the best thing I could have ever done. I'm going to tell you what, amen, God's been better and better and better. It seems like when I gave my life to God, He began to turn everything around. And, and my life is so much better, and there's more glory today than there was, amen, 20, 25 years ago when I started out living for God. Amen, I found God, amen, at 11 and 12 years of age. Amen, got the Holy Ghost and got baptized as an 11 and 12 year old. But I'll tell you today, at 36 years old, I love him more today than I did back then. And he gets better, and he gets better. And God's taking me from glory to glory. Sin on the Sunday morning that there's more that he has in store yes, for this church. Yes, amen. You may be satisfied yes, with where you are. You may be satisfied, amen, with just a few, amen, with just a few blessings, with just a little bit of glory. Amen. But as for me, I want some more of God. I'll not stop until I go to the next stage of glory. I'll not stop until the house is full. Amen. To the walls are knocked out. And there's this place. It's Hallelujah. The only way, amen, this church is going to go forward is if some of you begin to grab a hold of it. And Scott, I'm going to put that to practice in my life. The only way these walls are going to come down, the only way these chairs are going to be filled up is if somebody says, I want some more of God. I want some more glory. I'm not satisfied where I am. I'm going forward in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is by the Spirit of the Lord. It is by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so important that when we get to our, our place of prayer on a daily basis that we say, God, I'm not going to get up 
until I am speaking in tongues. I'm not going to get up, God, until I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm not leaving this place, God, until you shine on my path, until you shine your light on my soul, God. I'm not going, I'm not taking another step forward, God, until I know that the Spirit of God is resident in my soul, is moving in my life. I've got to go forward. I've got to go forward. But God, I refuse to go forward except the Spirit of the Lord move in my life. I'm going to tell you, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waits but in vain. It must be a work of the Holy Ghost. It must be Holy Ghost and fire shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. It must be God and God Almighty. It must be Holy Ghost. Amen. Moving in my soul. Hallelujah. 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 Sister, as the musicians come. Hallelujah. 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 God wants to take you further in Him than you have ever been before. There is more that God has in store. Amen. For every single family in this church, there is more that God has for your life. You think, well, I've been blessed. Amen. God's been good. Yes, He has. Yes, He's been faithful. Yes, He's been good. Yes, you've had some good times in God's presence. But I want to tell you, there's more that God has. There's more that God has. It is glory to glory. It is progressive in nature. Amen. It is transformative. It's during the process that as you get closer to God, as you look on Him, you find yourself reflecting His glory. You find yourself being transformed and going closer to Him. Hallelujah. As we stand to our feet as I close this service out. I'm preaching about things on the inside today, folks. I'm preaching about some things that have to start on the inside before they can ever manifest themselves on the outside. And that is exactly how the Lord works and how He has always worked since the very beginning of time. He has always started out since the beginning of time saying, what about your heart? What about your heart? What about what's on the inside? God, fix me. I'm sick. I'm broken. No. What about your heart? God, but let's talk about this out here. My my limp, my limp hand, uh, my, my broken ankle, my, my sick body. No, let's talk about your heart. Amen. Let's talk about what's going on, on the inside. I want to show you how that's worked since the beginning of time. And the devil knows this to be true. That's why he told Eve, He began to speak to Eve in the garden. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, she saw with her eyes the outward. She saw the food, the visible. Her eyes, the natural, saw the food, the visible. She saw the tree that it was good for food. And it was pleasant to the eyes. Again, the outward appearance, the outward. The eyes looking on the food. 
and a tree to be desired to what? To make one wise. That's internal. The devil works in the opposite direction that God works in. The devil starts on the eyes, the outward, your situation that you're in, God. And he says that if you'll do all these things, you'll be happy. You'll find joy. You'll find this. You'll be wise. And you'll have all these internal things. That's how the devil works in the opposite direction. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Eve saw that the tree was good for food, pleasant to the eyes and to make one wise. And the devil always starts with the outside or the outward and works inward. Works to get to the individual. Starts on the outside. But God works in the opposite direction. As we all know, he starts with the heart. Amen. And says, if you'll give me your heart, Brother Noah, if you'll sell everything to me, Brother Noah, I'll take care of everything you're looking at on the outside. But first, I want to address some inward things. And first today on the Sunday morning, I want to address some inward things. Some desires. Some issues of the heart. Is, do you have an appetite for the world that's greater than your appetite for the things of God? Do you have a desire that says, I want more of God today. I want more of God today. God's speaking to someone's heart on this Sunday morning. and saying, if you want more of me, there's more that I've got in store. We're not going to talk about all the things on the outside. We're not going to talk about uh, your body. We're not going to talk about your finances. We're not going to talk about your family. We're going to talk about your heart. And where is your heart today? Do you want some more of God? And if by chance, amen, you hear this preacher this Sunday morning and it resonates in your soul and you say, I truly do want more of God. I would tell you today that if you just say, God, I've got to go to some more glory in you, God. I want some more luster, some more splendor, some more richness of God in my life. The day will come and you'll look back on that on this service. You'll say, I don't know what it was exactly, but it seemed like in that service I just said, I want more of God. And it seemed like from that day forth, Teresa, things began to turn around in my life. Because God's dealing with the heart this morning. And God's saying, where are your eyes focused? What are you looking at? What direction do you want to go? Put your eyes on me. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands for a few moments here right now. And why don't we talk with the Lord? Come on, I want some open, honest communication between you and God this Sunday morning. Some open, honest communication with God this Sunday morning. God, my eyes have been in a lot of different directions, God. God, my desires have been very splintered and very fragmented, God, and all of these different distractions and all of these different things, God. But God, if but for a moment, God, you could help me to focus my eyes upon God. If you could help me for a moment, God, to realize where my desires should be.
some of you today in this place, amen, as we do on Sunday mornings, amen, if you want more of God, amen, I tell you, if you don't want more of God, stay where you are, but for those that say, I want to go further in God, I want more of God, amen, this altar's open, I'm hoping this
you know, we do have refreshments prepared in the multi-purpose room. I want to thank you all for coming. And then we're looking forward to Wednesday night and then the things that God's going to continue to do. And then the doors of the church are open on Monday nights for prayer. For those that would like to come at 7 o'clock every Monday night. Amen. God bless you. Shake your neighbor's hand. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.